Power of Babel Game of Thrones Breakdown. This one's of Season 5, Episode 2, The House of Black and White. And I have a real treat for you guys today, something that we've never done on the Tower of Babel uh, network at all. It's only ever been me, uh, Julian Mush, Daniel D'Souza, and Jeremy Kozer. Jeremy doesn't even do the Game of Thrones ones anymore. But we have a new addition, someone filling in because the other two are um, away, uh, out of, on vacation. They picked a really bad week to go on vacation. There's like a the Star Wars trailer dropped we had the batman versus superman trailer dropped um all this it's a good week to, for nerdy shit but i have no one to talk to uh, uh about it with but i do have a friend of mine here he's read uh all but that last half of the last book that's been out of game of thrones so we have he is maybe not quite as knowledgeable as dan he, he continues to blow me away with his ability to recall facts and, and and stuff like that but i have with me cliff fewings how are you i'm good i'm good i'm how are you Good. So yeah, you're back in Winnipeg, right? That's uh, and I'm over here in the Cayman Islands, but that's that's typical. That's not changed. I'm still in Cayman yeah. Islands. I'm still talking to people back in Winnipeg. Big day in Winnipeg today. Uh, if you're a hockey fan at all, you know that the Jets uh, are playing uh, the Anaheim back in uh, Winnipeg for the first time. Hockey playoffs are back for the first time in 19 years in Winnipeg. So we're excited about that. So we're gonna bust out this show. Excited to talk about Game of Thrones, but I'm slightly more excited to watch a hockey game tonight. Um, I hope that doesn't offend anyone. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, if you don't, if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, we talk about everything uh, Game of Thrones up through season five, episode two, up till the current week of the show, and we spoil everything from then. We don't spoil anything that uh, from future from future shows that are in the books. We know that this season's kind of changing things up a bit with um, taking on scenes that are uh, not even in the books yet. So that's a whole different thing. But we're not going to spoil anything that is written in the books. Uh, for ahead of time, um, and uh, yeah, so Cliff, yeah, the show starts. Um, we get the our great opening scene, but uh, we can see Bravos again. We start in Bravos, and yeah. Arya is back. So first time seeing Arya in season three or season five, excuse me. And the sh- show title is called The House of Black and White. Um, mm-hmm. They don't. I don't think they ever say that um, explicitly in the episode, but uh, it's pretty obvious what it implies when she rolls up to a pretty enough squeakiest building, but a giant wooden door that is made of, you know, black and white. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's ca- let's catch uh, let's catch up everyone up. She left at the end of season four. She got hopped on a boat. She offered a guy from Bravos. He showed her that coin that uh, Jack and Hagar gave her. Yeah, after um, she jumped on the boat after she killed the hound. Well, or the hound was killed. Yeah, yeah. We, he didn't die. We didn't see a dead body, so you never can be too no. sure. Especially in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So she and he agrees to take her uh, across the narrow sea to Bravos, and she finally reaches there this year. Um, and yeah, so she's looking for Jack and Hagar. Or uh, he said, "What was his exact line? If you ever need me, just present this to someone." Mm-hmm. from Ravos and you know it'll it'll work out so she goes she opens knocks on the door and an old dude in a cloak answers the door she says hey can I talk to Jack and Hagar uh, obviously I'm paraphrasing and then he's like nope no one by that name here closes the door and she's like pretty bummed out about it she brought you know went across half of the world to get here and nothing right so she spends yeah. I guess half a day just reciting her list her kill list yeah which well if you go back to Entering Bravos, you see the massive soldier, mm-hmm. stone soldier. That's um, they use that for defense in the books. Like they'll have men in the arch between mm-hmm. his legs, and then they'll be able to attack incoming ships from there. That's the only way into the, the city yeah. from yeah. by sea. Yeah, hmm. we've seen it before once. Uh, once before when they were, went to go visit the uh, Iron Bank of Bravos. I think that was last season. Did we see it for the first time? Uh, yeah, with the Onion Knight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, she's pretty bummed out, understandably so. She decides she needs to eat, so she goes and hunts pigeons again with her uh, little pigeons, sword. Yeah. Uh, she gets uh, set upon by bullies. She's pretty used to this by now. Um, <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> no, and uh, but she kind of stands her ground. She's got a little bit more confidence this time. Great line about, you know, a dead man. Uh, what did she say? Dead man. Uh, I, and, you know, 
covets nothing or something like that, along those yeah. lines. Um, anyway, the the hooded dude from the that she talked to at the House of Black and White, mm-hmm. he comes back. He kind of, I wouldn't say saves her, but just kind of like appears there, and then the other two yeah. run off, and it's then. His appearance there frightens the, yeah, the bullies. And exactly, that. and then so we get. Is he take her back to the to that original place again? Right. Yeah, it doesn't really say that. Yeah. He she just follows him more or less. Yeah, and then um, he kind of pulls a Mission Impossible and mm-hmm. just like rips off a like a, a mask or something. We're not really. It's yeah. not really. It's not really clear. He just kind of pulls his head, and it's like then boom. He's turns out Jack and the guard. It's him the whole time. But he, has yeah. a great, he also has a great line about how, you know, no one was there by that name because you don't have a name. A faceless man doesn't have a name. Something along that line. And then then the big part is that he says, and if that's what you were going to be, you know, you can't, you know, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Implying that she's going to be taken under his wing and become some sort of, like... Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Just, like, a, like mercenaries uh, or, like, well, uh, they're more assassins? Less, it's more or less a monastery mm. where they learn how to fight people I don't know but it's different in the books like that whole scene in the the town doesn't happen yeah and Jacken isn't there okay it's so it's someone else but yeah. it would be super okay for show audiences it's pretty important that we have something to grasp onto I mean it was confusing enough last week having um, uh, Cersei's cousin show up and look completely different yeah. and yeah, now we and, and now we have we need a guy that at least looks the same a, as he did before a familiar face yeah yeah it's hard enough keeping well, up with the characters we already know. Yeah, and like it would be hard for them to. Well, it wouldn't be hard, but it'd probably be a lot of money just because in the books, when she knocks on a door, a guy opens with, and his face is just scrapes of skin on his skull, and he's missing a, an eye, and in his socket, a worm <laughs> is coming out. Oh yeah, and, no, see, and then she tries and eat it, and then he allows her in. That's okay. That, yeah, that's yeah. probably a little bit much for t- for the show. Yeah. Also, not necessary, and also way over the top. Man, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it's cool to see Arya again. Um, yeah, but you know it's kind of anticlimactic. This whole the yeah. whole thing. Um, so obviously, it's kind of like that. This is the first time we've seen her. I mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, you know that we were kind of disappointed with yeah. everything last week being anticlimactic. This is just a kind of extension of that. It's, if it was in last week's episode, it would have fit just. It would have fit right in. Yeah, but you know they had to get it in somewhere. So yeah, got to reintroduce the characters before you can move forward. Yeah. So that's good. We'll move on from there. I just a couple of things I noticed that every time we see any city in Essos, whether it's Marine or Bravos or um, I'm trying to think of the other others now, but they all seem so much cleaner and more like yeah nicer than all the cities like, we see in West in Westeros. Um, I would think it's because they have slaves. <laughs> you think? So they just can clean up. They, they just clean up after them. They have people that clean the streets. And I just, that's I always they always just seem like everyone seems happier and every, everything just seems cleaner and more well run, but we also don't get to see that on like the streets of most of the towns oh. of Westeros. No, they're anyway, all dirty. It, and well, full when we do see Westeros, it's, yeah, it's all the palaces we got we get to see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So moving on to the next scene, we got uh, the Riverlands, which is where we're going to mm-hmm. run into Littlefinger and Sansa. Um, and Pod and Brienne. So last week they kind of teased like a near miss where they ran almost ran into each other. Yeah. So this week they kind of pay it off. And I understand this is this scene isn't from the books. This is another Not non-book even close. scene. Yeah. Okay. So usually those are the best scenes, and this one didn't really like some yeah. of the best scenes that they have in the show are the ones that aren't in the book at all. And this mm-hmm. one again didn't disappoint. You have Pod being Pod. He's like, oh, if it's you know if it's busy, the food <laughs> must be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so innocent. Yeah. And he sits down. He's like. Checking out the the, the the waitress, yeah, um, and uh, and then he notices Sansa with Littlefinger across the room. I th- he he notices Littlefinger first, yeah, because he's in his sideline, yeah, and then and then Sansa, yeah. Um, they're having their own conversation, and she's like, "Why did?" And <laughs> a great question, like asking what she thinks of ale, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> disgusting! Why would guys even drink this?" She's like, "Ah, you know, it gives them confidence." Yeah. Um, and just give you confidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so Brienne, being Brienne, uh, having no tact whatsoever, <laughs> just kind of like storms up, mm-hmm. um, and she does her whole like one knee like pledge her allegiance to uh, the Stark girls thing. Hasn't worked out well so far. This one time oh. again doesn't work out for her. Um, again, She's... but 
Um, not to cut in there, sorry. Um, oh, J- okay. so James Hibbert, he writes for EW. I've mentioned him last week. He does the recaps that I use usually sometimes to write my show notes. Kind of helps okay. me organize my thoughts. He had a great um, mention something that I thought was pretty smart was the fact that at this point, you know, as much as the, us as the audience would love for you know Sansa just you know run off with uh, Brienne, that'd be you know awesome. Everything's great, but in reality, her best bet is still with actually with Littlefinger in this case. Oh, 100%. She's just one she's just one night with a squire and mm-hmm. he's like he's got the whole resources of the Eerie at his disposal, right? And still the Lannisters are after her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like really who are you like where are you better off? And it yeah. sense is kind of being has gotten smarter as she's gotten older. Yeah. She comes she just sends her away knowing that if you tried anything she would die, kind of really saving yeah. her life. She's not that simple girl. Back in no, uh, they, Winterfell, asking for he, <laughs> lemon cakes and yeah, he uh, refers to her as Darth Sansa, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> With her dark hair, yeah. So either way, they still he still tries to get her killed. So they mm-hmm. this is a pretty awesome action sequence. Yeah, um, for the riding on the horses, and we actually get to see Valyrian Steel actually do something cool instead of chop tables in half. Um, yeah, where I thought she at first he was going for the horse's throat. Yeah, but then, no, he just, like, he, she literally cuts right through the guy's blade. Yeah. With, and <laughs> and this was pretty brutal, like, like right, stabs right through the face, and... I was impressed. Yeah. Oh, and Pod still can't ride a, can't ride a horse, <laughs> like, what's going on there? He's a squire. Yeah, he should, he's been, exactly, but he should know how to ride a horse. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they get, they managed to escape, Yeah. but... What's their plan here? What do they decide that they're going to do? Uh, they're going to follow. They're going to follow uh, Littlefinger. So well, I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Well, to, is, mm-hmm. that's good to me. More characters together, even if they're not like next yeah. to each other, is is better off for the show. You get more inter- character interactions. and I mean, I imagine it's not going to go well. I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's I don't know how good of a tracker she is or like how good she is at sneaking around. She just seems pretty like... She just like kind of bulls her way through things. She's a bull in a china shop. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's very it's a big change from the book, so we'll see yeah. where they want to go with it. Um Brienne has now failed more than she succeeded. <laughs> I think it's a lot everybody. Like, a lot like Jamie, how like she can't seem to keep anybody in uh King's Landing from dying. Where and Brienne is kinda like almost in the same boat where she's like she has one goal. She can't she's managed to talk to both Stark girls which is more impressive than like it can, that's pretty impressive on its own but mm-hmm. failed to convince them that she's that she can help them both times yeah. and it always it seems to always come down to the fact that she let um Renly, Renly die she's like yeah. oh really who killed Renly a, a shadow a ghostly figure with she's, Stannis's she's, face cool. and a shadow with Stannis' face <laughs> do you think people are gonna believe you when you tell that like come on Might make up anything up. else you know yeah. um yeah. so anyway that's cool um I like that Pod brings up the fact that hey, you know, they both said no. I think you can kind of just go do your own thing now. But mm-hmm. and she's, I guess, she kind of like doesn't know what else she would do with herself anyway. So she might as well. Her only purpose in life is yeah. to try and keep these girls safe. Well, but yet yeah, only because that's what she promised. Promised. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, Brand's been. If you've been noticing in my tone the last two weeks, Brand has kind of been pissing me off. Um, yeah. She's a frustrating character. But maybe that's what they're trying to do. I don't. know. If, it, if that is what they're trying to do, you know, good on them. It's working. Uh, Riverlands is where we were, and then we're going to move on to the King's Landing. King's Landing, yes. yes. So we start with uh, Cersei opening up a package from Dorne, and it's um, a necklace. Um, yeah. It's Whose necklace is it? Why is it Marce- important? Okay, yeah. It's uh, Marcella's. Okay. Who's Marcella? And- Daughter of Jamie and Cersei. Cersei. Okay, yes. their only daughter, right? And they shipped her off to Dorne. Tyrion specifically shipped her yeah. off to Dorne right around the time of the Battle of the Blackwater. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so to set the stage there, so yeah. the the necklace is in the fangs of a Red Viper, uh, which, if you guys remember, is Oberyn Martell is known as the Red Viper. He's the guy that got his head squished last year. Um, Big battle. Yeah, awesome fight. Trial by combat. Yeah, so. Uh, pretty obviously, they even say it in the thing it's a, it's a message. It's a little over the top, a little eccentric, you know. Yeah. You're gonna send, again, you literally send fangs in a in a necklace. It's like, and the box is like a like you pull on it and like flips open. 
seems like a lot of work to send a message. Like, like a letter would work just as fine, yeah. you know? And again, this isn't in the books, this, okay. this scene. All right. So. Well, I mean, again, I think it's probably going to be a lot of that in this season. I think so as well. And especially with Martin not writing any of the episodes mm-hmm. this year, so. Or next year, apparently. Um, yeah. He's he's a little busy trying to finish the books. <laughs> Which is um, good, because it's going to catch up really soon. Yeah. They already said that it's going to pass. The show will pass the, yeah. the books. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Jamie and Cersei kind of, kind of kind of grasping at straws, kind of backpedaling a bit after their death of their father. They're kind of yeah. trying to keep hold off the, um, I guess they kind of talk about it last episode where they're trying to kind of hold off all these uh, these power hungry people in King's Landing. There's a power vacuum with the death of of uh, Tywin, um, yeah. and so now they have to deal with it, right? So now you have um, the. Dornish, who are upset about mm-hmm. uh, Oberyn being killed. Well, not that, only that, that he found out that the the Hound admitted to killing his sister. Oh right, or, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which yeah. is even, which even even better, right? Yeah. Um, and then you was so it you, his sister or his mother? Uh, I think it was his his sister. I'm pretty sure it was okay. his sister. Um, so Jamie comes up with a plan. He's going to somehow go rescue Marcella. And, and Cersei has a great like moment where she's like, uh, "How you only have one hand? <laughs> You're one person." Yeah. Um, again, again, that one hand is hindering all his ambitions. Although they haven't really brought it up much since like halfway through last season when he or season two, almost two seasons ago, two when he lost his hand. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have a scene. My fa- almost some of my favorite scenes are the small council scenes. They're always mm-hmm. so good. Um, so we have uh, Cersei. She's in the small council. And she's trying to stack the council to kind of um, um, consolidate power for herself, right? Yeah. So yeah. she appoints uh, Kyburn, the master of whispers. That was like the that was the role that Varys had mm-hmm. before he he had to ditch the uh, the kingdom. He's still a creepy man, in my opinion. Who? Which one are we talking about, Varys or? Uh, uh, no, Kyburn. Uh, Kyburn, yeah, of course he's. Yeah, yeah he has to keep. The, or, there's another scene where Cersei gets the head <laughs> of a, a dwarf, right? Because she's looking yeah. for uh, Tyrion, and it's the wrong head, and, and, she, and she's like, "Oh, mistakes will happen," right? Um, and he wants to keep the head for his experiments. <laughs> so that's never a good sign. Um, so whatever, you know what? And she's like, "Well, he's like, what kind of, um, what kind of." What's his experience? What, what does he have to bring to the table? And she, all she has to say is loyalty. Is that, she's not even hiding the fact that uh, she's trying to stack uh, the council. Then oh, she yeah. appoints... Um, she has, okay, who's the master of ships? It's, it's, what's his name? Tyrell, right? Um, yeah. Um, Marjorie's uh, dad. Yes. Let's put it that way. Um, so, <laughs> are you Googling it? I am. Um, anyway, Richly. so she, she um, appointed him not only master of ships, now he's both that and master of coin. I'm not sure what the thinking there is giving Tyrells more power, even though he's pretty much just a puppet anyway. Um, but that's that's not the big one. The other big one, the the best part of this whole scene is she is her uncle. Uh, what's his name? Uh, it's like um, it's like Kevin or something. Kev, Kevin, yeah. Yeah, Wait, but it's like it's like Kevon, but whatever. Kev, <laughs> uncle Kevin, and uh, she. <laughs> He says, tries to point him to the Master of War, and he kind of just says what we're all thinking, saying, like, you know, who are you to make these decisions? Where's the king? You know, he's like, oh, well, he's too young. I was like, well, you know what? You're just the mother, uh, king mother, which really means you're nothing important at all. Yeah, which means, not even. She has no power. Yeah, anymore. which means I'm not listening to you. If you if the king wants me, I'm going to be over in Castle Rock. What is it's, it? The queen regent? She, the, yeah, the queen mother, I guess, is what yeah. they call it. Um, so... And he's like, well, where's the king? He should be learning how to become a diplomat. And you're sitting, you're just sitting here appointing people under who are under your wing as, into positions of power. It's like I'm not going along with that. I don't respect your uh, your power. I'm leaving, essentially. Which I I love that. So because that's probably one of the only people who would actually give any sound advice on the uh, small council now. That is yeah, especially now that Tywin's gone. He yeah. usually he he pulled the strings before. Yeah, but Before, he at least, but at yeah. least his decisions were sound, right? Like, they even if you didn't agree them. with them, you could kind of like you could kind of understand where he was coming from, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so then we kind of we cut to another um, uh, another scene where Jamie or sorry, Bron, love Bron. 
One of my favorite characters. I, every scene he's in, he's another character where you don't necessarily agree with all his decisions. Like, you might be like, ugh, no, that he did, he kind of screwed over Tyrion, what a dick. But you kind of yeah. still like him, and you're like, you understand why he did it. Even well, Tyrion's like, sword. yeah, and even Tyrion's like, ah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right? So he's hanging out with his bride to be, looking up over a castle that, uh, that he's, that his bride's sister's betrothed to, to get. <laughs> but he's like, you know, people like that, they get what's coming to them. One way or another, I love it. Oh, right? we all know how that situation's yeah. gonna end. Still scheming, right? Yeah. And then yeah. so he, then Jamie's just chilling out on a bench, and uh, kind of makes a proposal: come with me to uh, Dorne to get my daughter back. So he doesn't say it like that, but he makes him an offer. Makes an offer saying, you know, I'll get you a better girl with a better castle. Yeah. And uh, if I if if you're Braun and if you could talk to him, he'd say, don't take the deal. It's only gonna fucking make things <laughs> worse for you. Just you're actually doing pretty good. Leave it alone and just stick with. You know she might not be. She's a little homely. She's not the. She's not the the prettiest bachelorette. No, it's safe though, and it, but he doesn't like safe. He... I guess. Anyway, it does, it's implied that he accepts, but we we don't yeah. we don't know. Um, I guess it's a little bit more look into what Jamie's plan here is is to like bring together a team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think least... it's actually just him and the two of them going, oh. which again doesn't happen in the books, but. Yeah. But that's either way, it's going to make for some cool TV. So yo, I, I hope so. It's interesting okay. to see what happens. Yeah, any more scenes with Braun? I'm, I'm a fan of. I'm pro Braun um, <laughs> on the show. Um, he always always finds a way. Like every scene he's in, it's like always funny in some way. Like he's such a dry sense of humor that's so so great for the show. Yeah. Um, and he annoys Cersei to no end. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, what else do we have? Dorne. So, hey, we go to Dorne for the first time. This is the first yeah. time on the show. We've seen it. We're at the uh, water gardens of, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, where the Oberons uh, or the Martells are. Um, that's where they, they hang out. That's their palace. Looking pretty pretty sweet, by the way. Nice yeah. uh, nice locale. We have a uh, nice exchange we ha- uh, between Doran, who mm-hmm. is Oberon's bro- older brother. Yeah. And... Um, who else is there? Is that who's the girl? What's the game, girl's name again? Valeria. Val- yes, Valeria. So she's still pissed off that Oberyn, her like um, significant other, I guess, yeah. is got killed. Really upset about it. Um, but Doran, he's a sensible man. You can already tell these Martells, smart people, right? Yeah. Um, well, and before then, we actually even see Marcella. Too. Yeah, exactly. For the, yeah. which we haven't who haven't even seen yet. I think they recast her, by the way. I think it's a different. I actress think so. Now. Probably. Um, but. Not really a big deal there, uh, but she seems like she's actually not having that bag of a time. She's kind of hanging out. <laughs> Valeria's kind of yeah. Valeria's uh, Valeria's like uh, she's upset that she's even using their air. <laughs> like, like, what are you? What are you six? Jesus. Um, so Doran kind of like has like you know a steady hand and says you know good thing you know the people want revenge they want justice he's like well first of all there's no ju- there's no, nothing to seek justice for he agreed to fight in this trial by combat we no one forced him to do it and he yeah. and he and that's what happens that can happen when you do that secondly if the people really want good thing the people aren't ruling because otherwise we'd be going to war and he doesn't need or want a war um no. i think dan you i think explain this to me once that uh, Dorne was the only kingdom of the seven kingdoms that didn't, that uh, wasn't brought like into the fold by force. They kind of just agreed to come, um, become part of the seventh king, seven kingdoms instead of yeah. through some sort of war, which I think is pretty cool. They're kind so of they kind of like, just hang out on their own and yeah, they do their own thing. Them. Yeah. So where is Dorne in relation to everything? They don't, which is weird. They don't really show it on the map uh, at all, actually. Um, in the opening sequence, like they usually do, if we're going to a new place, they usually give us an idea where that is um, on the map, but they don't do that. Um, where is it? Is it? It's it's the south, right? It's the very south. Yeah, it's the tip. Okay, so it's the south. I think what the line is the south as south comes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, I, I I love this scene. Really great scene. I already love Doran. He apparently has. He's in a wheelchair for some reason. Yeah, he has. He's gout. Gout, which I mean, I isn't there a simple like cure for gout? Isn't you no. just like you just eat more oranges? <laughs> it's, it's a ship disease. Yeah, it's lack of vit- It's a vitamin C deficiency. I, I, yeah. But like, there's no oranges in uh, Westeros, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Different world. Limes um, or lemons? 
but anyway, I hope. I mean, we're obviously know we're going to get more scenes here. There's obviously there's there is. There's a lot. It, yeah, I mean, to me, it seems like, um, he's he's smart, but was he complicit in sending the necklace to the to Lannisters? It seems like he wasn't. That wasn't his idea. It doesn't appear like it was. Because um, well, she threatens that say you know let's send her. Uh, mm-hmm back in pieces right yeah and she and he's like no, no that's not how we operate we don't cut up little girls and send them to their mothers um so again voice of reason yeah and there's there's questions still like because he doesn't want to start with the war with the lannisters because he knows they'll yeah. eventually lose but never but mind, well, never mind that but like who what what do you have to gain from that mm-hmm. and nothing really um no. but something's gonna happen there's gonna be they i'm sure he would still like some sort of um, uh, something for his brother's death you know what I mean yeah and it's a major filming location so there's yeah. going to be a lot there and then we have a scene with Varus and uh, Tyrion oh yes yeah back. so I don't really like this scene it's kind of boring I usually no. really I kind of really almost these are, if there's a scene with these two together usually my favorite scene of the episode almost yeah this um, one was pretty dry yeah not much going on uh, great line about are we going to spend the rest of the the trip arguing about futility and he's like you're right no point <laughs> which i thought was which is great um but i think it just to remind us that hey they are still actually on their way to marine but it's, they're not going to yeah. get there in one episode it takes them a while even in the books yeah i mean so we, we all me and dan have had this long thing about how there doesn't seem to be any consistency in travel time in game of thrones <laughs> you know at one point it would take an entire season for you to get from um the red keep to uh, the, the twins to the wall or you know yeah. or anywhere yeah. but now it seems like you know and, and later in this in the series it would be like two episodes and they're in they're north of the wall you know it, so <laughs> it doesn't it's depending on what the story needs is how fast people travel I guess pretty much um but you I have any, any more thoughts on the, on that scene at all <sighs> not the scene no but I don't know I don't know what their plans are for the season, so I can't really say much about where it goes from there and well, good, what happens. Because we don't want you to spoil anything anyway. Now there'll be no spoilers, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just, it's interesting to see what they're gonna do. I don't sure. know yet. No, that's fair. Um, okay, Castle Black. So Castle Black's oh, been oh. all the big stuff's been happening there so far. The last two episodes, that's where all the cool shit's been going down, right? Yeah. We finished yeah. last episode with the death of um, uh, who was it at the stake? It was uh, what's his face? Um, yeah, the king of the the, the king of the, the, the no. king of the north of the wall. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Mance Raider. Mance Raider. Anyway, there we so go. Anyway, yeah. that's so all. It's it, supposed to be rattle, rattlesnake. What? Or not rattlebones. Rattlebones. That's who. Wait, is it different in the book? It's someone yeah. else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we in last episode, big death. Me and Dan kind of agreed that his character was kind of his actor and character was kind of wasted, mm-hmm. and um, so we kind of pick up where we left off with um. Stannis kind of being pissed off and yeah. uh, being like, "Hey, buddy, you can't you know can't just make up your own rules. I set the rules here because I have the bigger army, and you like disobeyed me by giving him like shooting him and giving him mercy, and like and then showed off his uh, you know the, the onion knight with his missing his, fingers, right? His missing knuckles. Yeah. Um, but I saw one eighty. Yeah, I still love this scene because the next thing he says is. Well, I still need the wildlings. They might listen to you. Um, but I also need the people south of the wall in the north to follow me. And they're not going to... They said... And I can't get them to, apparently. He gets... They have a letter from... Which is like one sentence long from the... Um, <laughs> Daughter of the bear. Yeah, so right. It's the, it, it's the, yeah, I was going to say it. So that's at Bear Island, right? Yeah. Which is where the Mormonts are from. Yeah. Okay. It's just a cool way to tie things together, saying essentially we only follow one king of the north, named Stark, right? Yeah. So he's like, "Listen, I, you have the name." He's like, "Well, I can't help you. I'm, my name's Jon Snow. Yeah. I'm a bastard son. A bastard. Nothing I can do." Um. And he's like, "Well, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you. You bend a knee, pledge your allegiance to me. I'll uh, make you a Stark, and give you Winterfell, which is." everything he always wanted since he was a kid but yeah. he's also we've known now that he has a lot of pride right in his himself vows. and his vows 
He says, yeah. although he did break them once already. Yeah. Um, but he's been trying to he's been trying to make up for that, you know. He has. So he doesn't want to appear like he will just give up the Night's Watch like that mm-hmm. for a name and a title, right? Of a burnt down. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's, yeah. it, we don't know if it's burnt down anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, we have in the opening credits. It's not. It's not uh, burning anymore, but it's. Uh, okay. It's got the flayed man in it, which is I almost yeah. worse. It almost feels worse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a scene with um, what's her name, the daughter, Stannis's daughter. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yes, which is what's her name? What's her name? It is. I have it here somewhere. Anyway, Shireen. Shireen. Yeah. yeah. Um, the great scale. Yeah. And who is the daughter of Lady Cerise? Cerise? Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. so she has got grayscale, which is that, like, looks like scales. Cement. Yeah, on her face. Yeah. And um, she's teaching Gilly how to read, because apparently she's really good at teaching people how to read. Apparently. And that's literally her only character trait, <laughs> is that she knows how to read and write. And and she has grayscale. But then we get this cool little scene, like, this little moment where um, Gilly, like, asks about it, and, like, she said that how back in the day at uh, um, Walder Frey was it Walder Frey? Not Walder Frey. Uh, no. Um, at the the keep north of the wall there where she was like you know one of the daughters of whatever his name was. Um, how they had two girls that had grayscale and how okay, they, were kept, yeah. they, were, they were kept away from the rest of them and then by the time like they would kind of like turn crazy and like be covered in the scales and like be mm-hmm. animal like which maybe is just like her like you know ginning up the story a bit or it's maybe like that's something that happens to you when you have that condition which is pretty cool either way that it, it, the fact that it's ambiguous is still kind of cool but if it's like that that's definitely interesting too um then we get Sharice um or Lady Sharice she comes in she's like you know don't hang out with her she's a wildling you can't trust him blah 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 one of those classic she's crazy enough as it is anything she says you can't trust yeah basically <laughs> um, yeah even though she's done nothing that yeah she's she's got lots there's there's a lots of unrest going on in the castle in Castle Black right now lots of things shifting yeah there's lots of stuff shifting around right if Stannis arrives he's got this big army right he's got his wife and daughter with him he's been hiding his daughter for years right Um, his wife is completely batshit insane uh, (laughs) and is like completely brainwashed by uh, Melisandre but Stannis finally has some sort of power in some to some degree but we also find out that after the after the uh, you know Lord Marmont being killed last season was it last season or the season before maybe almost um, they need to elect a new Lord Commander for the Night's Watch and yeah. um, Alistair Thorne who's been the Thorn in John's side <laughs> uh, cheap, cheap, cheap chum is cheap yeah. Um, he's ex- he's like the front runner expected to win the yeah. title, um, yeah. and he's like, and even Stannis is like, you know, Thorne's probably gonna win. He's like, yep, probably. Yeah, it's probably gonna make your life a lot worse. He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, why will you not bend your knee then? Yeah, take this lordship. Yeah. So at the last minute, Sam kind of makes this bid for John to be mm-hmm. the one who take over the um, the mantle of uh, kind of saying, you know, uh, Mormont took him in as his like personal like not like squire but there's a different word that you sort of but essentially a squire took yeah. him in to do that they he he took command of the wall a steward what, yeah steward is, right yeah. yeah he took command of the wall during the attack from the wildlings yeah. he's uh like he's been like he's shown leadership abilities made all these great like points right and yeah. even thorn's like well can't argue with anything you said there <laughs> yeah um except for his loyalty yeah pretty questions basically and, and his age yeah but I mean, there's that. If you, if you notice, if you're paying attention, right at that first scene with um, where uh, Cerise is teaching Gilly how to read. Yeah, talks about how he talks about how the youngest Lord Commander yeah. was elected at ten years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't remember catching the name, but um, it was a Stark. I think it was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he. Um, they they do the the ballot, which I guess is um, you get to. You're tokens. given two two tokens. Three, one, three. You know, three tokens, right? Yeah. Um, one with one's round, one's square, and one's a triangle, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, they get tossed in like a jar, and then very piggy bank esque like they break the jar instead of just pouring it out for some reason. Seems like a waste of a jar. Yeah, it does, right? I thought the same thing, which is weird to think about when there's yeah. like something important going on, but like yeah. like there's no reason you couldn't just 
dump out the contents onto the table. But smashing the jar with a hammer is a lot <laughs> more badass. Yeah, a lot, a lot more theatrical. Yeah. I don't think anything happens in, in Westeros that's not theatrical in some way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, of course, so they're, they're like putting them onto these like little sticks, right? Yeah. And we have the um, uh, the blind Meister, Meister uh, what's his name? Aemon. Aemon, yeah. Aemon Targaryen. Yeah. And he's, uh, he, the, guy is, his, the guy next to him is like, it appears to be a tie. <laughs> He's like, of course it is. And then he like he gets his he gets to cast his vote. Yeah, I think vote. his is a tiebreaker. Oh, like, is that okay? House like in Parliament, there's like the speaker has a vote if he needs to vote. Mm, okay, so yeah. he gets to break the tie and elects John, Lord Commander. Um, uh, and the whole which time, we all expected. Well, I don't know if that was expected actually. Um, but we did have because we had that Santa's had that line last week where a lot of people like you, and he's like, yep. A lot of people don't like you. He's like, yeah, I know that too, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't for sure, right? I mean, it was the vote was split. Yeah, um, and, and in the in the books they do it's fairly similar, but they do a couple rounds first without Jon Snow in there, and then Jon throws or um, Tardy throws his name into the okay contention. So um, yeah, yeah, I and mean, the whole time that Sam was making that like big speech, which was a great speech by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, smart kid. Um, I love that they call him the Slayer in like in yeah. such in like such like, like a dickish way. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing though. He no, well, the white. How yeah, many but other they, people have killed the white. No, I know, but they still refer to him as like they still they use it as like a. It's not in term of endearment, is what no. I'm saying. They mock him. Yeah. So the whole time, John's kind of like sitting there with his cup. He's like looking away. He's like kind of holding back a smile. Like he's like trying to do his best to do like the cold. Like you know, I don't care. Please don't, no, no. And then when he when he gets elected, then like he the the smile finally like comes out, and it's like one of those few moments on the show where you're like you can finally be happy for one of the characters that you actually root yeah. for, yeah. which is very rare. Um, but then the question is, did he make the right decision here? Is this really the best move for him? Um, for Jon Snow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this may put him in more peril. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, great. And the, again, EW made great moments. Like, congratulations, John. Now you're in charge of a big hunk of ice and a bunch of empty castles. <laughs> so you know, good for you, I guess. Um, yeah. It I does. It, name in the record books now. It does feel like uh, it just it does feel like a win, even though this might turn out and play out completely differently than we want. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I hope that's not the case because um, I really do like John. I think John's the closest thing we have to a true hero on the show um, right now. Um, even Danny, maybe Danny to some degree. Um, yeah. The way she goes about her things, not not the same amount. And John is very much his his father's son, very much about yeah. honor and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And why you pro- why we all like him, right? It's why we all like Ned, and why it really sucks when he gets his head cut off, right? Yeah. You know, spoiler season one. Uh, <laughs> but like, we're all rooting for John. We don't. We still don't know who his mother is, right? So I mean, and that's probably no. going to be a like a. Whatever we do find out, I don't. I don't think that's even found out in the books, right? Like that's not no, been not revealed yet. yet. There so, are a lot of rumors and theories, yeah. but it's not going to be. It's not going to come out for a while. So I mean, like even that is like okay. There's still lots to know about John. So lots for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope that he's put himself in a position that allows him to do that. Sometimes the best move for a um, Game of Thrones character is to, you know, the the one that keeps them the most safe, not the most ambitious. You know. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like she, like Arya said, you know, if you're dead, you can't, you know, you can't raise the, you can't go up in the ranks, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, a tradition for us on uh, our Game of Thrones breakdowns is we usually pick our favorite scenes of the episode. Um, Sam's scene where he when when uh, John wins the the commandership is my favorite scene again. The scene where he was talking with Mance Raider is my favorite scene from last week. Two John scenes in a row are my favorite scenes where usually it's the Tyrion scenes but he's been he's been too drunk yeah. and lazy to be <laughs> to be exciting this season so far so um, I mean I don't, I don't know if maybe we hadn't got haven't gotten to your favorite scene or have we um, feel free to maybe break it up at the end and then we'll, we'll talk about it again sure um, so moving on from Castle Black uh, we go over to Marine where uh, Dario and Grey Worm are still kind of trying to deal with um, this like Sons of the Harpy problem Sons of the Harpy yeah and uh Again, Dario being like a show-off that he is, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, my men, you know, they kind of blend in, you can kind of, you, they go to the, the brothels and the bars, and you can, and they can hear things, so, hey, 
I got a, a like a clue as to where we might find one of these guys, right? And he does this sweet scene where he like where like they go into this room and it's empty and he's like and Grey Worm's like, It's empty, let's leave and he's like, I don't think it is and like doesn't even turn towards the wall but just like backhands the wall and stabs the guy in the leg. Um mm. through the wall, which is pretty awesome. Um, my question is how he got into that wall so fast because it's like plastered over. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> or I don't know if it's plastered or just like paper like material. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, so <laughs> they find one, and then the then the debate becomes for Danny is what do you do with him? Do you is do you grant him a trial or do you give him um, sentence him to death? Right, mm-hmm. and the guy uh, one of the guys on a small council, uh, one of the former slaves, I can't remember his name here. Um, uh, it's in here somewhere. Uh, Masador. He's the guy, the bald okay. guy that keeps talking, yeah. and yeah. he he's kind of saying, you know, they're only going to understand blood. You have to kill them, otherwise, the masters aren't going to understand that you're for real. They're not going to take you seriously, right? Yeah. And uh, Barrist uh, was it Barristan, Sir Barristan, Selmy. Yeah. Uh, he gives her kind of like pretty. There's some pretty sound advice. Danny's been having trouble ever since I mean we halfway through last season, trying to yeah. struggling trying to rule this 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 crappy city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that crappy of a city, but like this city that's like just completely it's different. In turmoil. From, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in turmoil. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so, Barrison's trying to give her some sound advice, saying, "Hey, you know, you can go around chopping off people's heads for um, for things that you feel are righteous, right, mm-hmm. and the right thing to do." But you know, hey, guess who you know who else did that? Your dad. And they didn't yeah. call him the Mad King for no reason, for like just for fun. He yeah. went around chopping people's heads off um, for what he thought was righteous, even though he happened to be insane. Sometimes the best move is to be a little more um, tactful. And she always says, "Hey, I'm not a diplomat. You know, I'm not a politician. I'm a queen." Well, sometimes it's both. And then really, you are a politician as a queen. So she kind of takes the advice and says, "Yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll grant him a trial." And we'll make it a make public trial, and and we'll go from there. And then so, uh, Masador kind of doesn't take this well, and he takes things into his own hands, and goes and kills the the prisoner, um, making even more problems for Danny because now now not only does she have to deal with this the sons of the harpy, now she has her own lieutenants mm-hmm. not listening to her, right? So now she wants to set an example, and she brings him out to get like sentences him to death for breaking her rules right yeah yeah and walks him out onto like i guess onto a, a big stage and you have yeah. former slaves and you have masters there they're kind of watching to see what's going to happen right Se- separated by the yeah and um by the unsullied yeah exactly so now you now you have this political unrest whatever you do here there's really no there's really no winning right no but um, again, EW makes a great point where they're saying, "You already had the the former slaves on your side. You though mm-hmm. they they were already they liked you. Your job was to try to convince the masters to get on board, right? So by killing their um, someone who represents them, what she does, she decapitates not her personally, but or makes the order to decapitate to kill. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name again. Masador. You essentially um, oxi- or uh, ostracize both parties or groups from your campaign uh, making things even worse for her um, which is probably the worst thing she could have done now she literally has no allies in the city um, as far as we can tell no except for her own yeah people. exactly her in that in her you know fancy uh, pyramid penthouse you know yeah um, again so, this, all of this is not in the book no but it makes for some great again great television it does it does and it Gets the story moving a lot quicker. I feel like. Why is it? Did it? Is there is there a period in the books where she just kind of is like treading water in marine, not doing anything, nothing's happening, and uh, season well, two esque yeah. where there was just yeah. she was spending half well, the time in the desert. There's like she wants to get the people on board, but she doesn't know how to get the people on board. And then they're talking about the fighting pits, which they keep to bring keep bringing up. Well, they didn't bring it up this week, but they brought it up last week. Last week, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm saying it now. Like that's a big storyline. It's like. Oh, we need the fighting pits. People want the fighting pits. But I guess this one plays her hand for her. So yeah. we'll see where it goes from here. Um, Again, like at the beginning of the season, I think the writers were saying like this season's going to deviate the most from the book. Mm-hmm. So 
So we'll, we'll be in a different. This podcast will be completely different by the time the season's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, be, we'll just both be guessing as to what's going to happen next instead of giving dropping hints or insights as to what's actually happened. Yeah. Um. So and then you know because it's not a, a good episode of Game of Thrones unless you see a dragon. Uh, Drogon's Dro- back. Drogon. He's um, huge. He's pretty. He's a lot bigger than the other two. I mean, he's, he's already always been bigger. He's always been bigger, but now he's a yeah. lot bigger because he's um, eating more and he's flying and because like, yeah. dragons always grow. They'll yeah. grow till they die. And unless they're constrained, right? If you're in a, yeah. if they're being kept yeah. inside or whatever, yeah. then they're not gonna. So yeah, you have those yeah. tiny little dragon bones in, um, uh, in, that, the, in that King's Landing. Yeah, in King's Landing. Yeah. So she Drogon's still not fully on. Even Drogon's not fully on board with her deal, right? Because no. she tries to go kind of like in like touch it, and he's like, nope, and then flies off. Assuming he's probably gonna stick around even in this area for a little while. We're not sure. Uh, it is interesting how he returns when she's in a moment of need like he, mm-hmm. like he sensed that or something yeah um, that's kind of cool um, but that that it ends the, it goes to Custa Black after we see Drogon fly out way over um, like kind of over towards the Slaver's Bay and uh, yeah so we didn't see any Tyrells we didn't see like Marjorie or, or her brother no. and um, is there any other characters that we didn't see this week I always like to try to keep track of who we didn't see um but it seems like we almost saw everybody. I mean, obviously we didn't see Bron, or I mean Bran, but we're not, again, I mentioned this last week, but yeah. he's not going to be in the season at all. Um, no, he's not, no. So, uh, I don't know, we haven't seen the Greyjoys in a long time. Mm, you know what, yeah, yeah, we still have, still no Theon. You know, I completely forgot yeah. about Theon. Yeah. Um, so no Theon, we haven't seen any of... Because uh, um, they have a great story going on right now as well in the book. Right? I mean, that whole thing with uh, the Greyjoys and, uh, never mind, just the Greyjoys, but also Theon, uh, with um, who's over with... with with, uh, what are their names? Uh, the phrase? The, no, not the phrase. They're the they're at the they're at the twins. Not the phrase. The flayed oh, men. Oh, the wall. The wall. Yeah, the flayed men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ramsey. Ram, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Not Ramsey. Yeah. Ah, what's it? I mean, anyways, we haven't seen any of them. Which I guess they're more of just pure villains anyway. We can uh-huh. kind of hold off until there's some sort of encounter. I mean, we do know Stannis is planning, plotting to take back the North from them right yeah well they're they're ships he knows he can't beat them out at sea so well no yeah yeah yeah. i'm talking stance is trying to get back the north oh the north from okay yeah 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 right so that's that's kind of that's their place so there will be a confrontation there sometime i don't think he's gonna wait very long to try to do it either so we'll see what happens uh with that um yeah okay any overall thoughts on uh, what's your, what was your favorite scene? We'll get that out. My favorite scene. Um, I enjoyed the Castle Black scenes as well. You know, it's action and it moved the st- story forward. A lot of scenes this episode kind of just were stale. I felt like, mm-hmm. aside from like fight scene with uh, at the very beginning, and aside from that, nothing really happened. There's just some chatter, but then John was actually elected to something, and now he has. He's a ruler for once. Of something. So, it's, I mean, it might yeah. not be very. It not be, might be very exciting when he's ruling, but he's he actually yeah. has, has some sort of power, um, yeah. some sort of, you know. Ever since we, uh, ever since Rob was killed, right? That none of the Starks have had held any position of power. Yeah. Um, I uh, I like this episode a lot better than last week's. I think yeah. again things happened, which mm-hmm. is nice. Uh, the obviously the big one is the stuff at the wall. Um, yeah. Uh, things are just—it's not so much that like nothing seems to be really going well for any of our characters, um, except for maybe John. Things are moving forward, but not in a. Yeah, and well, even but we're not sure what his goals are, right? So we can't really say how things are moving for him. Mm-hmm. Um, things are more becoming more just more complicated. They're not for sure in 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 King's Landing. Things are more complicated. Things definitely aren't better for the for um, for any of the Lannisters there. Uh, we don't know. We already know that uh, the Tyrells are scheming. Marjorie's scheming something to try to get rid of Cersei, right? We like things aren't are aren't moving out. They're moving in and becoming more complicated, which is mm-hmm. I, which is kind of awesome, <laughs> at least yeah. for storytelling purposes. Um, how do how like I look some questions like what happens? What will happen with John? We kind of talked about that. Um, what's how is Drogon's return going to affect Danny? Is it maybe going to give her like a boost of of, of like confidence, or is give it her some strength? Depression. Oh, I, 
Well, maybe because it left it because he left again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of smog coming down from the mountain, right? And flying over the village. But, but he didn't burn anything, which is that's no. always a good sign. Um, and he doesn't talk. No, unfortunately. Um, you know, and like, w- w- and what's going to happen with Arya? That's a big question. Because um, yeah. again, that did nothing really happen there except for the fact that we know now she's kind of being taken under the wing of oh, these the, faceless men. Apparently, she's in the next episode. I'm reading a synopsis right now. So mm-hmm. okay, well, um, next episode is titled uh, episode four, season five, episode four, a uh, high sparrow. Which um, episode three? Yeah, sorry, did I say four? Yeah, yeah, episode three, high sparrow. Um, sparrow. Who are the, the sparrows? Are the ones we we met last week, right? Which is um, um, yeah, uh, that, like cult, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so we'll maybe get more insight onto what's happening with that with um, Cersei's cousin. I can't I never remember his name. Um, jacked. He's jacked now. Yeah, just ripped. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all they do, they just, they, they, they just get, they just work out at this uh, mon- other monasteries. The High um, Sparrow is the current High Septon of the Faith of the Seven. Okay, so yeah, so we'll we'll meet them. That's cool. We'll see more stuff with that. Um, that's that'll be interesting. We didn't get any of that this week either. No. Um, any? Have you seen, have you seen any, the title art for Game of Thrones season, or with Game, Tyrion on a boat and a yeah, dragon well, above him? Yes. That was like the first. That was like the biggest. That was like the big thing. Like, yeah, we know that Tyrion's gonna see some sort of is gonna get to Marine. There's like that's spoilers. That but that was a poster that. Uh, <laughs> I had not seen that. I, I chose to stay away from everything. Mm. Well, that's it was almost impossible to um, avoid that one. Um, so okay. Any any last final thoughts on this episode before uh, we wrap things up? No, I'm just excited to see where. It goes from here, you know. Right. I think we're gonna about to get into, hopefully, some more action. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see is right. Um, well, I'm not we sure. Maybe. Know. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll have Dan back next week. Maybe I'll have you back next week, Cliff. We're not sure. Um, but in the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter at Tower Babblecast, which you'll find all of our information on when we're about to do live shows, uh, when we're recording this, when we're recording uh, our flagship podcast. If you like this stuff, if you like what we do here. Um, and like what I, like I mentioned at the top of the show with uh, the Batman vs Superman, the Star Wars stuff. If you're into that kind of stuff, listen to my other show uh, where me, Daniel, and Jeremy we, we just talk about uh, video games, movies, all that nerdy, geeky shit that we love. Um, and it's been a good week for that. Um, so go check that out. That's TowerBabblePodcast.com. That's where you find all of this stuff as well as our, that other show that we do. Um, we also do TOB interludes, which are kind of breakouts of our bigger shows um, that are, you know, centered on one, usually one, uh, one topic. Like I just put out, we just put out a Furious Seven review, so check that out on our on our uh, podcast feed. If you're on iTunes already, you might as well subscribe and like and comment us uh, on our podcast there. That's the big one. We really appreciate that. And if you have any questions or comments, Tower of Babel Podcast at gmail.com is where you can reach us. We will see you guys next week for episode of season 5 uh, High Sparrow this week's Game of Thrones theme cover is a acapella cover by North Cape which is a Polish group and you can find their work at www.northcape.com.pl Northcape.com.pl